Hello. Welcome back to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. This is episode number 13. How many times have you looked at a standard or a benchmark and thought, this is way too hard for the students to be doing right now? Are you kidding me right now? You start thinking about all the things that you have to teach the kids to get them ready to meet that benchmark, right? You start thinking about all the gaps that you're going to have to fill in. You start thinking about all the things. It can get a little overwhelming, am I right? Maybe you didn't spell it out exactly, but you knew that the expectation was in the frustration zone for your students. You were thinking in terms of ZPD. But today, let's break it down a little bit further so that we can better meet the needs of our struggling learners. Hey, I'm Jessica Curtis of Everyday Teaching Adventures. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. I hope you stick around. So when I first learned about ZPD, uh, Zone Approximal Development, in college, a, a light bulb like exploded in my brain. It just made sense when I thought back to all those times that I had struggled because I didn't have the the requisite knowledge, the skills to do that assigned task. It all kind of goes back to episode two where I talked about the, the foundation of the house. You have to have all the steps, right? You have to get them all in the right order to be able to do the task that's laid in front of you right now. So what exactly is ZPD? At its simplest, it is the ideal zone for learning. ZPD sets out the tasks, the activities, the learning that's just right for the students to be successful. I think of it like a ladder to a treehouse, like a really tall treehouse. Each rung is a step that you have to take to get to your goal, which is, you know, being up in that really cool treehouse. The step that's right above you is something that you can accomplish with a little bit of work. You know, you got to, you know, let go of this rung and put your hand up to the next rung. But it's doable. Two rungs is a little bit more difficult and you might be able to reach that third rung above you. But that would be a whole lot of effort, and it, it might make you a little nervous, might make you kind of stressed to, to be able to, to reach that far, and you're kind of wondering, can you pull yourself up that far, right? So every rung above that third one, which is just, just barely at the tip of your fingers, you can barely reach, anything above that third rung, you can't reach it until you've climbed those rungs that are in between, that are closest to you. All those would be in the, that f- just frustration. You just can't get to them right now. The rung below the one that you're on, it's easy. You can get to it. but And it, it's probably more comfortable, especially if you're afraid of heights. You'd much rather go back down, right? But it doesn't get you closer to your goal. You've already passed it. So ZPD 
is is very similar to that. You are on a certain level, academically, skill-wise, however you want to, to frame that, and you're trying to climb up, you're trying to get better, but there's certain rungs that are way too easy, that they, they take you away from your goal because they're too easy. And then there's ones that are way too hard because you just can't reach them right now. But you've got that perfect middle ground, those rungs that you can reach. And yeah, you're going to have to take a little bit of effort to, to get to move up. But they're within your reach. You can do it based on where you are right now. So ZPD is individual to every student and how far they've you know, climbed academically. When you're thinking of a goal skill, each student has to master all the rungs or steps below it to make it to that eventual goal. Asking a student to complete a task too far out of their reach, that's when you get into frustration. That's when you get into angry outbursts, those kinds of things, especially if it's sustained. Asking students to practice skills that they've already mastered it wastes time and it doesn't bring them any closer to that goal that you're going for. So how does this help us work with our struggling learners? Because, you know, this is the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. How, how are we focusing and honing in on them? If we know our students' ZPD, we can better provide them activities that they can complete and experience success while still challenging them enough to move them up towards that end goal. We don't want to provide those activities that we've already mastered. We don't want to we don't want to waste their time like that. By providing a little bit more of a challenge, we can keep them moving forward. Another example here that uh, my husband Josh loves to talk about uh, is weight training, right? Uh, so maybe the, the treehouse example wasn't a good one. I'll give you another one. When you're doing weight training, you start at whatever weight that you're starting with. Uh, if you're me, you start really low, like, you know, with the five pound weights. And that's what you're able to accomplish. Your muscles are sore afterwards. You, you've made progress as long as your muscles are sore the next day. But if a month, two months, three months down the road, I'm still using those five pound weights and I'm not getting that muscle soreness the next day, I'm wasting my time. Yeah, I'm going through the motions, but I'm not getting stronger. I'm, I'm just staying right where I am, I'm maintaining. But if every time I go in to do my weight training, I add just a little bit of weight, or maybe every other time you add just a little bit more weight, it's that stretching, it's that challenging that helps you to be able to lift or, or push or whatever it is more and more and more weight over time. That challenge is what makes us stronger, whether it's physically with picking up heavier weights or it's challenging our students' brains and giving them just a little bit more difficult work, a higher level of work each time they come to us for, for their, their exercises, their activities. So our struggling learners, they want to make progress. 
I know sometimes we have behaviors, we, we have other things that kind of cloud that, but the fact is nobody wants to stay exactly where they are. They might not be moving forward for a lot of reasons. It could be because they lack the skills to move forward. It could be because they're, they're embarrassed at the lack of progress that they've seen. It could be that behaviors or maybe family life is getting in the way. When you push all that aside and you dig down to the actual kid, they want to make progress. And they are well aware, sometimes too much aware, of their weaknesses and how far they have to climb to get to that goal. By providing opportunities for them to practice those in-between skills, we help them bolster their confidence as they meet challenges. It doesn't bolster their confidence to just be given the same work that they know they can do over and over and over again. They have to be given a challenge that's fitting for them to help them move forward. Many times we focus on providing those accommodations to struggling learners. Uh, A big one that I hear about all the time is reading the read aloud, reading things to the kids. Okay, I'm going to get in a little bit of hot water right now, and I know that, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yes, it'll help them meet that goal or that benchmark right now. Sure, if you read the material to them right now, yes, they will be much more likely to meet that goal, that benchmark that we're aiming for. But if we teach them the skills, the reading skills that they need to be able to complete that activity, that skill independently then we set them up for that long-term success, free from depending on others for the use of their accommodations. What do I mean by that? Okay, yes, we have read aloud on the computers. You can like go through Google Docs and it'll read um, different things to you. They're still dependent on being able to access a computer to get to that. If they don't have a computer, they're dependent on whether it's another friend to read things to them, the teacher, whoever it is that's around them, a family member. If we can give these kids the skills to be able to read, especially reading with the read aloud accommodation, if we can give them the skills that they need to be able to do it on their own, we are giving them a gift it's the gift of independence for the rest of their lives. This, it's huge. It is absolutely huge for these kids. Every student's CPD is moving higher every day, or it should be. <laughs> In some area, it is. Whether it's skateboarding because they're trying a little bit more challenging trick, or it's playing a game on the computer because they're getting to a higher level, or it's academically because we're challenging them in just the right way. Their ZPD in some way is getting higher every single day. So how can we ensure that struggling students work within their ZPD in an ever advancing educational setting. It's focused on meeting standards no matter where a student starts academically. And how many times have you been frustrated because you have a student that walked in your classroom the first day of school and they did not have the requisite skills? I know I have. I've seen it time and time and time again. 
So how do we fill in those gaps to help those students achieve long-term success? Not just success for the goals that we are going to put for them, but long-term independence as they move through school. I have some ideas. Don't worry. I got you some ideas that we're going to talk about. So I want you to stick around while I share them. Thank you so much for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. This is episode 13. I would love for you to leave a comment, send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking. I I really would like to know, um, again, how I can serve you better, how I can help my my teachers know what to do and, and help support you and feel supported as you go back into the classroom. I'd love it if you left a rating for the podcast on iTunes. You know, it helps other people find the podcast. And you know, I really want a listener shout out. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your roster short, and your hand sanitizer tub filled to the max. Also, if you could get some extra hand sanitizer tubs, that would be awesome too. 